Hi, I'm Rebecca Pete, And I'm Rebecca Cochran. And, and welcome, welcome to Woven, where we strive to be Christians living in the world with intention. And our prayer is that, to paraphrase Mary Zimmer, the Christ who knew Mary and Martha would show us the way of balance. Thanks, Thanks for listening. So today we want to go back to body image. This is something we talked about um, a little over a year ago. And Dr. Angela has uh, graciously uh, said yes to our very off-the-cuff request. <laughs> like literally five seconds ago. Yeah, we were like, would you like to record with us to talk about body image? So sure. um, if, you, if you listened, I think it was like episodes. I mean, they were the first They were like episodes, in like single two, digits. three, four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, last year. And they are some of our most downloaded episodes we've ever done, even like, so they've just been like really popular. So yeah. we thought going into summer and just, um, you know, there's so much messaging about like, get your beach body and like, just, you know, all the crap that comes with it. We just kind of wanted to like throw some truth on it. And Angela, if you did not listen to that episode is an eating disorder specialist. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? Yeah. Do you want to give like a quick introduction of just. Sure. I, um, so I'm a psychologist and I have a private practice in Atlanta and for 12 years, uh, before I went into private practice, I worked at Atlanta center for eating disorders and it's now called Walden behavioral care. Um, but it's a day treatment program, uh, for people with eating disorders. So I have a lot of experience running groups and seeing individuals in that context with pretty serious eating disorders and helping them recover. Mm -hmm. So it's an area that um, I've had a lot of experience and also had personal experience in my own recovery. I had a struggle during college with it um, and got my own treatment and went through that process. So it's something I feel passionate about um, just on, on every level, really helping kids feel better about their bodies, helping um, everyone just feel permission to eat a variety of foods and to love their bodies in the you know diverse forms that they are. So. So I'm curious, like, why do y'all think that we all struggle so much to like our bodies? Why do I think so? I mean, I think there's lots of layers to it. I mean, one is definitely cultural. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we Mm -hmm. see these images all the time that have been um, airbrushed or, you know, altered in various ways. We see people who have been um, under the microscope for hours before they appear to us in a picture or on stage and you know then we hold that up as our standard for what yeah. we should be able to look like mm-hmm. you know heading out into the world with you know the kids we've just gotten ready for school or whatever yeah I mean, our standards are ridiculous for ourselves and we don't even realize that because things are presented to us in a way that we should just be able to throw that together and, yeah. and work a certain way the, like and quote then, effortless yeah and then there's yeah. a very I think it's gotten somewhat better with this where we are starting to see a little more diversity in size and shape mm-hmm. of models and people in magazines but for a long time you know there were just very unrealistic images of yeah. one very specific body type and then you know really an unhealthy body type a lot of times that yeah, um, yeah. was being presented as the ideal. So, I mean, there's that whole cultural piece. I also think, you know, there's just a lot of layers to um, issues with food and body image that, you know, for some people it's an area of life that they feel like they can control or yeah. that feels like it's something that can preoccupy them in a way that they distance themselves from emotions and things that are harder to feel and work through. Yeah. So, you know, it can be a lot of things. It can also be pressure from people around them in their environment Mm -hmm. um, to, uh, you know, like I was just working with somebody who 
um, was telling me her mom often says to her, are you sure you want to eat that? Mm-hmm. You know, those kind of messages mm-hmm. are not helpful right. um, to, to, for us to say to each other, yeah. you know, um, I wish everyone could be just in touch with their own body to realize that everybody's body has a different set point weight and place that it functions at its best. And, you know, could learn to listen to their hunger and fullness rather than worry so much about following a specific plan yeah. of eating. Yeah. So um, I just think there's a lot of messages in our culture that perpetuate problems in this area. Um, but also personal internal things that people are, you know, looking for something to make them feel good about themselves. I mean, that's really yeah. what a lot of um, problem behaviors boil down to. Yeah. And yeah. I think we just live in a very fat phobic culture where it's yes. like the worst thing you could ever say to somebody that is that they're definitely fat. True. And it's so right. strange because it's like, right. There's a lot worse things to be. Mm-hmm. And like, you can be a big person and be healthy. So Absolutely. I think then, cause I, I've noticed this trend, like where it's like now dieting is no longer called dieting. It's called wellness, mm-hmm. but it's still dieting. Yeah. It's just now you're like adding spirulina to your right. like shake or whatever. So it's like, it, right. And I mean, this is no shade to anybody who like enjoys shakes or, but it's just, right. it's sort of like been taken over and now it's yeah. called wellness, but it's still dieting. Yeah. Right. I mean, anytime you are restrictive in your mentality toward food, I see that as a dieting mentality. So yeah. if you're cutting out food groups, if you're saying I can only have a shake for lunch or mm-hmm. something that along those lines, I mean, I'm sure there are lots of rationales out there for why people are promoting these things, mm-hmm. but they you know, ultimately to me that undermines the just general psychological concept of allowing yourself permission to have a variety of foods and to not feel guilt and shame around food. Food should be, I think, a good nourishing part of our lives that Mm -hmm. can be enjoyed. It can be a pleasurable thing. We don't have to feel guilty about that or feel that we need to make up for it through exercise or some other way, you know, but um, it's just often not experienced that way. Yeah, a lot of times I think it's the the restriction, even if it's mental restriction, that leads to unhealthy behaviors. So mm-hmm. I think a lot Absolutely. of people think like, oh, I'm so out of control around food. And mm-hmm. it's like, maybe you're not. Maybe it's because you mentally think. That's an excellent point. I think so many people think, oh, my, my willpower is horrible. You know, I just mm-hmm. lose control in, yeah, yeah. in the late afternoon. Well, often that's because they have been restricting throughout the early part of the day. Yeah. And all of us, you know, our bodies want to survive, you know, they, they kick into a mode where, you know, if you've been restrictive, your body and brain might, might start to believe there's not food available in the environment. So once there, there is, there's just this biological tendency to overeat. And Mm -hmm. that's not a moral issue. That's not a failure as a human being. It's a, your body's, you know, kind of God given it's like survival. Survival. Yeah. right it's our survival instinct so you know the best thing you can do is actually eat more earlier mm-hmm. in the day mm-hmm. to prevent that late afternoon um overeating or binge eating that a lot of people fall into yeah so is that common because i do that like around four common. o'clock i am starving mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean you know eating a solid breakfast and lunch and snacking throughout yeah. the day in ways that are balanced and enjoyable yeah go so far to prevent the, mm-hmm. that later in the day or evening like overeating and feeling out of control yeah yeah, yeah. 
I was just thinking, um, uh, there's a book out there and I don't have the name of it in front of me, but mm-hmm. I've been wanting to read it. But it, it, the idea is that, um, you know, we, we've started our, our culture in this postmodern modern culture that we live in, we're starting to move towards, um, away from like traditional religion. Um, and I'm not just talking about Christianity. I'm just talking yeah. about religion in general. You know, we've become less religious in quotation marks, but with their human nature is one that we always worship something, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if we're not going to worship a God, what, whether, you know, it's the whatever religion, mm-hmm. um, you're going to worship something because that's human mm-hmm. nature. So the, the, it would, the, I think the um, thesis of this book is that we're in our current culture, we're replacing it with things like we're worshiping our parenting style. Mm-hmm. We're worshiping our dieting. We're mm-hmm. worshiping our health mm-hmm. um, and how those things have become a religion. Mm-hmm. So um, I just thought I started to think about that a lot, like how mm-hmm. we're replacing, you know, older forms of religion with this new type of religion mm-hmm. um, that we think because we're looking for something we're looking for meaning we're looking for significance we're looking for a place and a purpose a community so if we're not willing to find that at church or at synagogue or whatever we um are we we find community and Mm -hmm. purpose in other ways because that's just our nature to do that to fill that void and so we're filling that void with well wellness or Mm -hmm. a certain form of exercise and not that it's bad to like have a certain form of exercise that you like and that is part of your community but like when that becomes a religion like where's that line if you look at like the the question um like even the verbiage clean and unclean foods like good and bad foods it's like i need to make up for the fact that i just ate nachos so i have to like it's a penance it's like they're all religious like yeah yeah yeah. that's one of those things i hear and i immediately become angry and it's like (laughs) (laughs) you are not an unclean person if you eat a certain food you know it's like i but, but there is that language that's thrown around so much and it can become a religion to um you know, you sort of put health and body um, well-being even on a pedestal as this most important part of life. And, mm-hmm. you know, health is important, but it's not the only part of who we are. Yeah. You know, like physical health is important, but so is mental health. And so is, right. you yeah. know, the like that that religious mentality around health and food, I think, is sort of falls under from a psychological perspective, perfectionism and that all or nothing kind of, I've got to get this exactly right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not enough to just incorporate vegetables. They've got to be the exactly right in season. You know, I mean, I'm not saying it's bad to eat in season. No, that's a whole other layer. You know, it's like, which, which direction are you going to go? Are you going to be a minimalist? Are you going to be a, um, savvy shopper with food Mm -hmm. or are you going to be an organic person or you know any of those can be taken to an extreme and almost become a a religion or a perfectionistic pursuit that is not healthy psychologically yeah no that's such a good point because I think there are I mean especially with I mean because the organic thing that's something I've had to work through myself Mm -hmm. because I I deeply believe in that stuff but Mm -hmm. it's also just I can't do that all the time Mm -hmm. you know and I think when you it just went from this thing where I was like, oh my gosh, this is all really bad and I have to like eat this way. And then it becomes like suffocating because you mm-hmm. can't right. and you're scared when you go out to eat, like, well, what kind of chicken does Chick-fil-A source? And it's like, I just yeah. can't. So you just have to do what you right. can with what you have. And I think that's what you're exactly. saying about like 
gentle nutrition. Like, what's the best choice you can make right. at the time? All things considered, you know. Yeah. What I want to make good choices, but they don't have to be perfect choices. And it's yeah. okay to get behind causes that you believe in around food. Um, but I would just say, keep it in balance. Keep it in yeah. perspective. Remember that what your choices around food aren't the only part of who you are, you know, there's a spiritual part of you. There's a mental health part of you. There's a social part of you, you know, don't let the other areas of life be sacrificed because you are spending so much energy on this one other area. I think that's great because um, that kind of goes full circle to our very first season. Our very first series was the integration of the mind, body and spirit. And that's why we talked to you about body image was, is how is how it's it's supposed to be a part of our integrated whole and not just like the only yeah. thing we concentrate on. And I and I think that I think that's hard because especially as women, for for some reason, this is you know an issue we struggle with. Not that men don't struggle with it, but both I think struggle we it. both struggle yeah. with it. But I think women tend to struggle with it more, um, and not with the healthy eating thing, but because men get behind that too. But mm-hmm. more of like um, attaching the way our bodies look to who we are, mm-hmm. men. I mean, I'm speaking generically here, but like generally, but, um, I I think that, you know, culturally there's like a sexism schism Mm -hmm. on this Mm -hmm. and that like, you know, if women, we were talking about this yesterday at lunch when we came up with a talking about this again is this is where my rub comes in Mm -hmm. of if a woman starts gaining weight, whether it's because she had a baby or because of hormonal changes or she's gotten older, whatever reason, you know, like their body's just changing. We, we immediately, or a lot of people immediately think she's letting herself go, Mm -hmm. but we don't think that about men. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes we do, but we usually don't like, and I don't think men think, Oh, people are going to think I'm letting myself go. Right. There, there is very much a double standard. Like for sure in, in many aspects of of, gender yes um, yes but I that's I do think that the the double standard plays into why more women struggle with this than men do you think it's true that for men I don't know if it's true but it seems like if men need to be bigger and women need to be smaller do you think that's like like because men are always like I need to be more built I need to be like strong there's some truth to that we um, in the eating disorders community what we understand about gender differences and body image is that Often for it just looks different. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. that men experience less body image stress across the board, but they experience it differently. So for men, it does tend to be more about fitness and strength and having mm-hmm. this built body. Mm-hmm. I mean, when even, you know, and they're impacted by the culture too, because you know, if you even look at superheroes in the stores that were sold when mm-hmm. we were little versus yeah. the ones today, yeah. It's like you know, they're all on steroids now or something. And not that they kind of weren't when we were little, but it's gotten even more extreme. It's like, you know, these images of what is presented as, you know, what the superheroes look like puts a lot of pressure on them. Just like, you know, the dolls we play with, like Barbie couldn't even stand up if she were proportionally a human being because she is so top heavy and like, out of proportion. So yeah, there's unrealistic things out there on both sides, but for women, it does tend to be more about thinness and, mm-hmm. um, you know, weight loss as a body image issue as opposed to men, it's more like being fit and toned and all of that. I'm curious what y'all think. Cause like, I do think thin is the ideal still, like mm-hmm. no matter how much like body positivity we have, we still all like kind of see a thin woman. And what do you think it is that we're thinking? When we see, like, because 
I think I think like, oh, she's figured it out. Yeah. Like, unfortunately, yeah, I think we attach some things to thinness that definitely are not necessarily true of that person. Um, You know, that maybe we see it as equated with self-discipline or self-control or achievement or Mm -hmm. um, just meeting the culture's demand to the thin ideal that is put out there. Um, so we can just very easily attach those kind of things. So I think it's good to actively challenge, you know, when you're looking at the people around you and, you know, hopefully all of us can get a little more away from doing comparisons, but, you know, we all tend to do it. So if you catch yourself doing that, first of all, to just remember, I don't need to compare myself, but also to remember when you see someone who is thin, um, they're not necessarily healthy and they're, mm-hmm. they're not necessarily a self-disciplined person. They're not necessarily um, someone who takes good care of themselves. They're, right. you know, actively remind yourself not to criticize that person, but to just say, I, I need to be careful here what I'm assuming about this person. Yes. They're not of more value than anyone else who's around me right now. Yeah. yeah. That's really good. And I think that's important to remember too. I think, um, the whole body positive movement. It's sort of like real women have curves, but also like naturally thin women are still real women. Of course. Who are yeah. still beautiful. And right. it's more about accepting just the diversity of all of us that everyone has a space at the table mm-hmm. and not necessarily like now glamorizing this like really curvy body. Right. And going in like that, doing the exact same thing to a different mm-hmm. body. It's like the whole, cause if you look through history at mm-hmm. body ideals, it's right. been all over the it place. It does. Yes. Right. Yeah. And so, I, yeah, I think it is an important message, no matter what body you have, you know, it's all okay. It's all, and we don't need to make assumptions. We shouldn't make assumptions about that person's personality or level of self-discipline or, um, you know, assign all these other characteristics just based on what we see. And so we need to be consciously sort of, um, you know, when we catch ourselves doing that, yeah. we need to try to catch ourselves doing that, first of all, and then consciously be reminding ourselves, okay, what am I assuming here about this person? And I need to not do that. You know what? Yeah. Um, I want to learn about that person, whatever size they are, get to know them. And well, understand I think we do that to ourselves, right? Right. Cause like I, so before we started recording, um, Chris sent me, <laughs> thank you, Facebook for the little like eight years ago today pictures, but he sent me <laughs> one eight years ago of us at a wedding and I was really skinny. And it made me sad because I was like, man, I used to be like tiny. And um, I showed you guys and Angela's like, well, were you healthy? And I was like, no, I basically <laughs> ate like egg whites and plain Greek yogurt and yeah. worked out like five days a week with a mm-hmm. trainer. And it was just like not sustainable. I, I think I never was diagnosed with an eating disorder, but mm-hmm. like there, something wasn't right there. Well, it's a continuum. I mean, we, yeah, you it, know, you can fall anywhere on the continuum without necessarily having a full-blown eating disorder. You can have disordered behavior. It was disordered so, eating. Yeah. 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 Not sounds like it. Yeah. But it's funny because now I feel like I am the healthiest I've ever been. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I would say this is true for you, Rebecca, because you have gained weight in the last like couple of years. We've talked about this mm-hmm. before, but like, we're both very healthy people, but yeah. we aren't like, you, you're pretty thin. I'm not thin. Um, but it's just, <laughs> it's avoid comparisons in our podcast. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Especially when we're yeah. recording with it. I know. <laughs> but, well, I'm not trying, I don't want to say like, because I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm definitely not thin, but I feel like you still would fall into like thinness. I'm not, I just don't want to, should we start that part over? No, I've worked. No, here's, here's the thing though. We don't even need to categorize ourselves. You yeah. Know, like 
you're Rebecca and you're Rebecca and I'm Angela. <laughs> like, let's just view ourselves as that, you know? And yeah. Let's, yeah. We all have bodies. We all have, we're all striving for health. Yeah. You know, why do we need to categorize yeah. who is in what category? You know, I just don't see a need for that when yeah. it comes, you know, when it comes to bodies. That's yeah. true. Um, well, the, the reason I was saying that was just to point out like the level of health. Cause yes. I feel like, like someone might look at me and think like, Oh, she probably is lazy. Except that you run multiple times a week. I do. And I'm yeah. pretty healthy. So it's just, it's <laughs> going back to what you were saying right. about like health does not necessarily yeah. equal. And like, I would say I'm way healthier now than I ever was eight years ago for mm-hmm. sure. And I mean, if we're looking at health as a, um, holistic, right. Way, right. Of like mental, emotional, yeah. physical. Yeah. So I think that's the part that just kind of makes me sad. And sometimes when I'm still attached to that thin ideal, I think it's partly because I want to control people's perceptions of me, even mm-hmm. though I know I'm healthy. Right. Yeah. I still don't want other people to look at me and make a judgment when they don't really know me, mm-hmm. which like screw yeah. them. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. still sort of, well, again, that, that's just like, that's a root thing that's yeah. playing out in self image. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And body image stuff. Like, I mean, cause, cause we've had this conversation before with like your tattoo oh, and yeah. other things like you yeah. want to, you, you don't want people to think certain things about oh, you yes, because yes. of yeah. your tattoo yeah. or whatever. And, um, and, um, and, and my comment was, well, why do you care? Yeah. But like you're peeling back the onion. Of, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Control. It's not that, it's not that you want people to think about you a certain way. Mm-hmm. You just want people to know who you are. Yeah. And like, instead of, to see me, instead of assess you based on what they see and really knowing you. Yeah. And like, I don't bring this up to like talk about me, but just to say that as like a general thing, I think we Mm -hmm. all maybe tend to do like, I think it's helpful to look at the way we're, or like the things we care about with our bodies Mm -hmm. and the perceptions we care about and to really dig into that and see like what's underneath it. Because if we're going to spend all summer being like, let me eat frozen grapes because ice cream's bad for me. Like, <laughs> like and then I'm the opposite of, yeah. I have a dairy issue, so I can't eat yeah. ice cream because I have other issues if I do, but, but well, it's not because I'm trying to lose weight. <laughs> but, you know, like, I know what you mean. I yeah. think we get uh, thinness confused with attractiveness as well. And, Ooh, you know, yeah. I think, cause if you think about someone who owns their body, you know, owns yes. their sense of confidence you know, enhances their strengths, puts themselves out there, pursues the things they're, they're passionate about. Yes. That's attractive. Yeah, I yeah. agree. You know? Yeah, we all know and those that people. That is something that I think people are drawn to unless maybe they're intimidated by it. But, you know, that is attractive. And so yeah. if we can alter our ideas of what does it mean to be attractive and what does it mean to, you know, feel good in my body that doesn't have to be measured by weight and it doesn't have to be measured by thinness it is so much more than that yeah we are as people and even in our appearance what we put out there is so much more than than a weight or a you know shape or size yeah so So if someone's listening to this and they're like just overwhelmed but they they want to like wear shorts with confidence this mm-hmm. summer but they just don't think they can do that or if they're yeah. just like sort of in that space well like, that sounds really great mm-hmm. what do I do where I am right now what would you right. say is like a good I would say choose start? a do choose a doable goal don't set yourself mm-hmm. up for failure by by trying to implement every single thing we've talked about on this podcast today. yeah you know yeah pick out one thing that meant something to you and make it yeah. make some kind of change though because what, yeah. what most mm-hmm. of us do is get caught in the same familiar patterns so if you you know I don't know what it is if you get obsessed with the sizes on the bathing suits that you're shopping yes. for I mean 
just don't look at the sizes, get a variety, get, you know, maybe your challenge is just to get something that you really feel good in or feel as good as possible in. Yeah. Or, um, you know, that's just one small example. Choose something in your life to do differently. Yeah. Uh, than you have in the past, allow yourself, um, to break away from, if you are practicing some rigid rules around eating about what time of day you can eat or what food groups you can eat, you know, unless you have a medical issue that, that only allows you to eat certain things, you know, if, if that's not true of you, I mean, just give yourself a little more permission yeah. in some area to be who you are and own it and enjoy life. Yeah. Can we go back to sizing real quick? I need yeah. to go. I'm keeping it on That's okay. Sure. Um, but I just have to tell you a story about how I was at a store the other day um, that I don't normally shop at. And I tried on these sandals. I'm always an eight and a half, sometimes a nine, right? Mm-hmm. So I tried on an eight and a half. It was too small. A nine was too small. A nine and a half was too small. And finally, a ten fit me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's super weird. What a weird sandal. But if that had been a pair of pants, I would have been calling people in tears. Right. You know? Yeah. And so I just, I love, I just want to talk about the sizing thing for a minute Mm because I think this is a big hang up for me Me and for a lot of people. So if you you fit into the smaller size, you're like, oh, I'm worthy. And then when like you go up the size, you're like, oh, I'm a disgusting person. And it's Mm -hmm. just, it's so inconsistent. Like, I mean, we can't even say what size we are. I can't, Mm -hmm. I don't know what size I am. I'm like 50 sizes. Yeah. Well, I think that's, I, and this goes back to female male things too, because men can pretty much say what size they are and go buy something when generally can't do that. Like yeah. the way, the way the clothing manufacturers well, we can, do things. But we don't give ourselves permission. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but I think we're in different sizes and different brands. Like there's no consistency. Yeah. I'm not talking about like, saying, I'm not right. saying that I don't want to say what I am. Right. I literally don't know what size I am yeah, because right. I'm a different size in every brand. Right. So, that's it's that's not, definitely yeah. true. Yeah. Like, and yeah. so it's like, why do we give those numbers so much power? When exactly. That's the point. Like yeah, for, yeah. so this is where I've really grown and changed. I think is, um, I was always the same size, like for the most part, like, everything in my closet was the same size Mm -hmm. and um, and part of that was you know when you're younger your body's shaped differently so you can fit into things differently than you can when you're older Um, that's just part of maturing your body maturing and having babies and all of those things but um, I I like so for the longest time my my idea if I was healthy or not is this if I was staying in that size or not staying in that size Um, and now what where I've really grown I think is is I feel most comfortable when things fit me well Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, like, you know, and I, and there could be things that are in that size that I could put on, mm-hmm. but like, if I would go one more size up, right. I would actually look healthier right. and right. more attractive That's than I would if I tried choice. to squeeze into the other size. Right. And and like so it's not the size that makes me look yeah. thinner or whatever it's you actually how to hold your breath to wear clothes yes yeah. it's like, <laughs> or if they leave a mark yeah. I mean, right. when you take your clothes off in the evening if there's a mark there then that's probably yeah. the wrong size for you right. for the love of god take it to look good well yeah exactly <laughs> exactly and you know just this like it, you can you can look your healthiest self yeah. in lots of different sizes yeah. yeah, like that, you know, and so just remembering and just like the scale or anything else, it's not mm-hmm. about the number. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the clothing manufacturers just have no consistency, even within their own lines have no consistency. Mm-hmm. Well, and so. the thing too is like women, like men are not every man, but I think most men's bodies are pretty like, straight mm-hmm. up and down like some men have butts and stuff but like women our bodies are so different like the way we're proportioned and the way our weight mm-hmm. lays that like mm-hmm. that's another issue too is like even if like 
a size, whatever is like this many inches in the waist and this, it's like, depending on like the cut or the mm-hmm. fabric or, and so that plays into that too, of like, how do I want to look in this? And nobody can see the number on the inside of your pants, but they can all see me like hiking my pants up at church every time I stand up because they're too tight and trying to like, uh, uh, uh. Mm-hmm. so that's just not what I want to do all summer. And like Emily P. Freeman has a thing in her book, The Next Right Thing about wear better pants. Yes. Like spiritual discipline. Did you read oh, this? Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she basically said like she was cleaning out her closet and she found these jeans she used to like. And so she put them on and then she noticed that her mood was like really bad. Hmm. And she was like, what happened? And then she was like, oh, I put on pants that like didn't fit me well. Mm-hmm. And it like totally messed with her day. And mm. she's a four on the Enneagram too. And mm. I am so like comfort and like just feeling comfortable is like, I think more important than mm. maybe like, I don't know, it like probably affects. Well, I think some people are just more sensory than other yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. But it really resonated with me. So I was like, yeah, it really does like screw my day up. If I'm uncomfortable mm-hmm. in my clothes, I'm like picking at stuff and, yeah. you know, adjusting all the time. So, mm-hmm. but I think I just want to talk about sizing for a second. Cause especially yeah. bathing suits are crazy sometimes. Yeah. Like, well, and I'll say another thing about that, you know, when it comes to pants we've worn in the past or even just when we shop and the sizing, you know, mm-hmm. that I think a lot of people's, the, the mentality behind it could, could shift in a more positive way. Like the mentality is I have to fit into these pants. It like gives the pants the power yes, yes, as opposed yes. to, I need to find pants that fit the body. This is what we were talking yeah, about yesterday. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the body I have is just fine. It's beautiful yeah. the way it is. I need, something's wrong with the pants if right. the pants don't fit. Not, not something's wrong with me if the pants don't fit. You know right. what I'm saying? So it, just get rid of the pants if they don't fit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was haunted by a pair of jeans like this whole winter. Yeah. I just felt them like, staring at me yeah. like, and then I finally got rid of them and it was like it's freedom it yeah. really yeah. is <laughs> it really is so um yeah we just wanted to anything else to add to that I think it all boils down to treating yourself well whether mm-hmm. or not you feel like you deserve it whether whatever's going on with you try just a new practice of treating yourself well whether yeah. it's allowing yourself to eat things you wouldn't typically allow or getting some new pants, you know, just give yourself a gift because you do deserve it, whether or not you feel like it. Yeah. And we encourage you this summer to be instruments, not ornaments. We talked about this on the last one, but like be an instrument, be used, be like, use your body. Don't like polish your body and try to be perfect and Mm -hmm. stand on the sidelines all summer. Like Mm -hmm. get in there and like have a good summer. Yeah. Agreed. Yes. Thanks for talking. Thank you for randomly doing that. I appreciate it. So till next week, we are on Instagram at Woven and Him. We are on Facebook and Patreon forward slash Woven and Him. You can also email us fullywoven at gmail.com. And I'm Rebecca Pete, like the coffee brand. And you can find me at RebeccaPete.com where you can also find all my social handles. Yep. And uh, I don't want to be found. So just find me on the Facebook for our uh, podcast and the Instagram, but not my personal. Bye. Bye.